This week's episode is brought to you by Colt 45 and Bananas, Breakfast of Champions. Hey, what's going on? This is Tay, the former co-host of Keep It Basement with the Sweens. I see the boy Sweens done blew up without me. You are tuned in to Keep It Basement and Keep It Locked here. Yeah. More fire. Come on, man. I'm too Hollywood for this podcast. Yeah, I heard you tried to get bitches to the crib. That didn't work, obviously. And then your bum-ass intern, very unreliable and unprofessional. <laughs> <laughs> Keep it basement, man. What, keep it, what radio? It's basement radio. Keep it basement? Put it down with Mike Sweeney. Mike Sweeney, keep it basement, the idiot. What's going on? This is Mike Sweeney. Hey. What's up, homie? Do you want me to shout out Mike Sweeney? Or, or, what are you, Jewish? Uh, no, I'm actually not. No, I'm not Jewish. Would it be better if, uh, well, if I told you I was Jewish? Oh, no, you're a white kid, right? Yeah, white. Yeah, I'm white. Oh, no, I'm just trying to Sweeney. I know some people. All right, so basically, you want me to shout out Keep It Basement, right? We in the building. Still keep It Basement? Yeah. Keep it, what, like, keep it, like, keep it in the house. Keep it, yeah. in. Keep it Basement. Yes. And what, what's your names, you guys? Hi, my name is Mike. My name is Mike. My name is Mike. Kevin Sweeney. Mike Sweeney. But that was so cool. Oh, man. How did I get that wrong? Nikki Paris, and you're listening to Keep It Basement Radio. Don't go anywhere, bitch. And you keep doing you. What the fuck is this? My ex was a gangster. <laughs> did she get jumped in or did she get, or did she get trained in? Like, I'm like, did, and you couldn't ask her. <laughs> <laughs> so what do you do for a living? How was that your girlfriend then? She was getting all that cryptic. <laughs> did she crip walk on you? Uh, That's not so bad. Okay, bro, thanks. Oh, wow, yeah. <laughs> it's marginal. <laughs> you know what's crazy? A, a lot of white people never think big, big picture as black people do. Uh, I like hip-hop culture. I feel like I'm part of hip-hop culture, but I don't know where I stand, and I feel weird about it. He's like, you should. Like, I'm like, marginal. All right, Sweeney, I'm going to see you later. Stay black, That's not so bad. Have it, folks. Keep it, <laughs> keep it, basement podcast. Time to make my move. Sweet taste of victory, like Oprah's Bugatti. Damn, that shit was dope. Damn, son, where'd you, you find this? Useless. You're useless. You ever get that move? You match a girl on online dating, and you see she deletes you, and you see she's still on there, but you talk to her. That's a good move. I mean, she's uh, rotating multiple guys, or she wants multiple dicks because. She's going to keep posting those photos where you could see it. But if you were matching with her, you would see it. Like, oh, why does this girl keep posting new photos up if I'm talking to her? But it's not serious anyway. <sighs> but you could tell that she's rotating dicks. You could have just stopped by and banged her. <laughs> or had her at your I'm empty... Dro- I'm dropping Or had her at your empty shore house where we are right now. I'm dropping Coming to you live from the compound. <laughs> We've stole that from many people. Sweeney Shore Don't House. Stuff, Should dude. we give out the address? No. Let's just say it's in the lower half of New Jersey. On the water, on the ocean, not a lake. I was listening to something on the way here, and I think Charlemagne was talking about somebody with a larger platform giving you opportunity. But I feel like that's kind of rare nowadays. Like he'll probably do it with like a. That's what Schultz is trying to do. He'll do it with like a female or like a African American person. How long do you think we can go on a podcast without mentioning Schultz? <laughs> you mention every five I seconds. I wasn't even going to mention Charlemagne, but it's kind of like plagiarism if I'm going to talk about an audio something I was listening in audio and he was in it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But like he was saying, so those Charlemagne emails were pretty interesting that you sent to me. Yeah, they were throwbacks, right? I was go- cleaning out my phone too, so I had all these gems on here that I wanted to talk about. You could have been Paige. You could have been the Paige. I don't know why you weren't Paige. I, I didn't have big tits, and I wasn't a good-looking girl. Oh, shots fired! I'm not. I'm just saying though, like Tag Paige. When we he admittedly this. says that anyone from who's a female will get a female. He likes to help females. He works better with females, not on some creep shit. And live feed. Tom's happy as popping uh, ingrown hair on my couch, but. He he likes to work with females better, and also he supports black people better. Like he'll help African Americans out first. White people are dead last on the list, seriously. And people from Mung's Corner, South Carolina. Yeah, that's why you got to play the Dominican card. Idiot. I know. But anyway, someone on a larger platform giving you opportunity. I feel like that's more rare nowadays, unless you're in the right building at the right time. Because even in radio, myself, I see it. You could be in the building, 
and my program director always told me it's better to be in the building than outside the building, which is true. But sometimes being in the building, there's even no opportunity for you. It's because all podcast. It sucks. There's like two or three big radio platforms. Everything else is podcast. But he, I'm saying, don't you think comedians' mindset is somebody's gonna with a larger platform going to give you opportunity? Open. Why on the do you think comedians so? get get hard when that's what Rogan my point is? But I'm 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 disagreeing with Charlemagne now. It was in his book in 2016, 2017. He said somebody with a larger platform can give you an opportunity. It's true. But I think on the Schultz route, you got to make your own opportunities regardless. Like, you have to keep creating what you need to create my phone. and do what you want. So you're there, so you're ready for someone with a big opportunity. You get what I'm saying? Like, don't count on someone with a big opportunity helping you out. Like, you should be creating the shit anyway and doing what you need to do to get there. Yeah. But uh, And I saw an old clip of Joe Rogan, and he was like, he was showing mad love to Tom Green. Tom Green was one of the first people who had the podcast idea. Tom Joe Green, Ro- great comedian. Joe Rogan took the to- the podcast idea from Tom Green because Tom Green had a fucking basement show. He had a show in his basement I know when that. when no one was hiring Tom Green and he was like blacklisted for a little bit. So look where he we was, have our show. He was doing a basement show. That motivation. Freddie got fingered. Tom Green, bro. His he hated his dad hated him. They made a video game off that. Can you please stop trying to videotape this? I want but uh, Tom Green was an inspiration to Joe Rogan. He admittedly said that in an old interview. And I was looking into it, and it was funny because I feel like you need to have a podcast studio or, like, a type of creator studio because it works for your advantage. Like, look at Academics. He has one now. Like, I always look at all the successful people, and what they're doing is it looks like they're getting money from certain things, endor- whatever they're doing, their day jobs or endorsements, and they're creating a platform where they can constantly create the content and not be distracted. You have... Schultz and Charlemagne, they do it at the fucking iHeart Studios, Brilliant Idiots. So Charlemagne does the radio show, then does the podcast right there now. So it's two birds, one stone. And then it's, you interview like Schwab there. Wait, where do they do Brilliant Idiots? Schwab. They do it in where Brook Breakfast Club is. Oh, that's where the loudspeaker and, studios are? No, it's not really a loudspeaker. They just do it there sometimes. So like Schwab will do an interview at Breakfast Club, then just go. Are you, I don't care. I don't care about his name. I don't give a fuck. Ha- you have to be, I don't you care. Have to be mentally handicapped. He'll, it's Shaw. There's no W okay, in the name. My point is he'll do the radio show it's with Angela Shaw. E, DJ Envy, Charlemagne. For right, the Charlemagne con- connection. Then an hour later or whatever, he'll do a podcast with Schultz, and no, Charlemagne no. is in the same location doing all this shit, yeah. and he could just go home after. Yeah. Easy. Tom Green, basement, can do it whatever he wants. Doesn't have to rely on any network. Joe Rogan, own area, and then you got Anthony Kamami, whatever. The compound media. He did it. Kumi, that's his house. When he got fired, he was depressed. He was on his couch for one day. His friend came over, was like, yo, I'll produce all this shit. You have all this stuff in your basement. Let's do it there. Uh, they started doing stuff at his basement because he realized you're only so relevant and hot for so long. He got fired from SiriusXM. He needed to start creating now because he already had that fan base. We're, we're, the problem with us and anyone who's doing podcasts now, like there's a lot of people who start up the podcast and they feel like, yo, they're like promoting hard on social media and they feel like they're getting hot and they're That's feeling us. hot. No, it's not. We're, we're past that stage. We we're, in the, we we're in the middle ground. You're not media. listening. You're not listening. Yeah, yeah. We promote hard on People who start media. out podcasts, say if they're on episode one or episode 10 or 20 or 40, they're just starting out, and they're getting all this love. Just like stand-up comedy. The first year you start stand-up comedy, do all your friends want to see you, or do everyone love what you're doing? Yeah. When you're on that grind in year three, year five, you're in the middle ground. That's where you're most depressed, where you're figuring yourself out, where you're figuring it out. The passion is like a relationship, really. And that's where you're like going hard at what you want to do, and you don't give a fuck about family, friends, or friends recognizing your grind. You're just trying to get strangers listening to your stuff and your product. My point is, it's easy. It's actually easy to start something right in the beginning, the hard part is to long haul, the middle ground. The middle ground is like when you're like us, you're in your episode 80, you're, you're, you're doing porn interviews. You're doing you stop the s- number of the episodes. Certain interviews. I've renumbered them. Stop cutting me off. Minus the porn and, stuff. Uh, but like you just start, you're in that, yeah, like, you you're doing that like episode 80 to 100 realm where you're like, is it even, is it even worth it anymore? You're, you know what I mean? You're questioning yourself. No, I gotta but then you on. keep going, you keep getting motivated. My point is it just... Uh, there's like different stages of stuff and no one realizes it because everyone wants to start a podcast and they're like, yeah, I'll do it. It's so easy. And then they only do four and stop. Breaking news. Actually, uh, yeah, remember when I did one episode with my buddy way back in the day? Anyway, breaking news. My buddy said he might start a podcast by himself. Well, why don't he do it? Like, well, why don't you do it? That's, that's what I said. I said, go home and do it, you dipshit. And there's no... I go... So we leave work Friday, right? I go, what are you doing this weekend? He goes... He goes, I'm going to go home and do nothing. I was like... You got to put on the mic. I was like, why don't you do it? Oh, yeah, true. But I was like, why don't you do it? And he goes, um, he goes, I don't know, I don't know what you're talking about. And so that's usually the problem. That's usually what the problem is. You don't know what to talk about. Well, you shouldn't do one. You just don't want to do one for doing one for the sake of doing it. Podcast is different because it's going to get real after a while. You have to have a purpose and passion towards you doing something. You have to have a... You need a purpose to do it and a passion. 
um, yeah, and you got to actually feel like you know what you're talking about or have something that you're interested about instead of just ranting, unless you're famous. Yeah, and, and don't be time. discouraged because when you first start it, you're going to get a lot of love in the beginning. And then by episode 30 or 40 or 50, those same people you know, like day ones, day twos, day threes, they're not going to be as interested. It's just like a comedian. I've talked to many comedians about it. When they first started stand-up, everyone was so excited for them to start. And then they do it for like three years or a couple of years, and people are like still haven't seen them or people forget about it. But you just got to go hard because it's worth it in the end if you love to do it. That's what I'm saying about the podcasting. My point was you need to have a passion with it and a purpose towards what you need to do. Luckily, uh, no one really... No shortcuts. Do the work. That's all I'm saying. I realize that. Like, the the thing that people could help, like, I'm not big at all, but I'm saying, like, if you if you need advice or anything, I'm always down to help you out. Where's it, where's it's Joanne. For Keep It Basement, Mike's mom. He needs an effing job. <laughs> Please post this. Oh, my God. Shout out to the woman who created Mike Sweeney, the Sweens. Definitely Joanne. editing that out. No, you're keeping that. But also, there's people in that your own. Fa- there are people in your own family who don't understand that, like podcasting, comedy, you know, like other shit like that. They don't understand it. Shout out to Howard Stern. It's all it's all organic. You put you put life motto, so you're telling me there's a chance, and you spelled positive wrong. You spent positive, positive. Deal, Hughley is. Oh, oh, this was a topic I wanted to get in. This was a, this was a topic I had. But comedians who were also too political. A.K.A. D.L. Hewley. Um, damn, who's front page? She's a piece. Oh, is that, that page? page? Yeah. Oh, she's a piece. Well, also, so oh, she she sounds like she's she has that ghetto. So also, me- so social media gives a false sense of value to people too. Like you, we get like a lot of love or like on a photo. You feel like you you could like do whatever you want. Right. You know what I mean? Like, but at the end of the day, gotta do the work. Social media isn't bad if you're using platforms to alert people to your talent. It's a positive. It's a positive thing, like smart promoting. Like I've seen people get mad of overposting. That's right. why I made a key basement Instagram. Like fuck it. So like you know what the deal is. Like you know that it's coming with a lot of content, a lot of heat. And if I did it on my personal, I would probably lose some you know babes as followers. But although you do that happens anyway. Yeah, true. But yeah, using your platform to alert people though of like what you're doing isn't a bad thing. I don't think. I don't look at it as a bad thing. But some people think it's annoying. But, I mean, what the fuck? I'd rather promote it and have it I only think be it's positive and successful than not promote it and people not see what I'm doing. People still don't even understand that we interviewed certain people or we do certain things. It's like you got to – I'd rather just annoy them with all that stuff than not. Well, some people are, bra- are like not brain dead, but different generation, don't go on social media as much as us, don't do entertainment. So they don't realize. Like I'll try to explain to my parents we interviewed Mickey Gall. And he's like, who's that? I'm like, oh, he's a UFC fighter. And then, then like three weeks later, it'll get brought up again. He's like, he's like, didn't you interview that wrestler, that fighter, whatever? And then he won't even remember what I actually did. Yeah. But he's also sixty, so you can't really blame him. But like somebody who like our age, who like goes on Instagram, maybe like doesn't have as big of obsession with Instagram, so that maybe they go on like two or three times a day. You have to repost that, or they're never even going to see it or I realize know. it. And like even sometimes they might quickly look at it and they might not even look, but someone will. So you have to keep doing. Kind of co-aligns with this this topic we wanted to get to. Uh, so Schwab, because you're an idiot, Brendan Schaub was playing Cleveland uh, a couple weekends oh, ago. Oh, yeah, I saw this. And a few months ago, Mark Norman, prior guest, was on, and he did um, he did Cleveland, he did the same club months ago, and he did a morning radio, which the comedians have to do. I it's saw part the video. Of the and he hates morning radio. He didn't like play the good part about do. queefing. So he made a huge goof of it, made a joke of it with the with the with the interviewer lady who was really nice. And then so Schaub found out about that when because he, he went to do the same show and he's like, oh yeah, we've had comedians on here before and it's gotten a little weird, whatever, blah blah. So Schaub watched Norman's clip, which is viral on YouTube, and then brought it back to the fighter and the kid when they were recording this week and told Brian the whole thing because Bobby Lee, who's their friend, did a similar thing. And then now Callan knows who Norman is and looked at his comedy and saw all the stuff. So that's a comedian right there who's not going to know who another comedian is. And you're at, you're you texting me over the weekend. You're like, why does he, was Callan not know who Norman is? I was like, what do you what do you think every comedian you give knows me every shit, other comedian? You give me shit if I don't know a comedian, dude. You freak out on me. I actually don't really. And every rapper, every you, rapper knows every rapper. It's weird. No, I say yeah, they're more rappers. I guess because you feature on songs, they're more. They know more about the hip hop community than comedians know about comedy community. I, I don't freak out on you. I literally say he doesn't know much about comedians, so I can't. Comedy, so I can't blame him for not knowing. You know what the difference thing is with hip hop? You don't know people who are like, like, like someone that like. No, 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 no. You you know what the hip hop thing is? Everyone in hip hop knows each other who is still around, but they don't know like the greats. They never listen to like great albums, like these new these new rappers, like Lil Yachty or like the Migos. They all know each other. Do you think Drake? But they don't know like all these like. 
Skinny from the Niners. Yeah, Drake knows every hot rapper because what Drake does is take go on a song with a hot rapper and he keeps his momentum going because he uses their platform too. He's smart. So Drake does. All these rappers know all these rappers and they see their come up. But uh, the thing is a lot of these younger rappers don't know the greats, like the big L's and everything like that, or like your B.I.G.'s and they don't listen to old music. In comedy, it seems like you guys respect your elders better where you know, you're like, yeah, you, they didn't see the Carlin special, the Richard Pryor special. But in, in, in hip-hop, everyone knows the younger yep. rappers. But in, in comedy, it seems like no one knows like the younger comedians or like even comedians who are on the same Comedy's also pedestal. older than hip-hop, so that's weird. But yeah. no, that was a topic one time with Pete Davidson because Pete Davidson was on Breakfast Club and he was like, I didn't watch like old prior, listen to old prior albums and watch Carlin specials. I'm the same way. I haven't really watched a lot of that stuff either, so I don't blame yeah, younger yeah. comics for not knowing Well, that. I'm surprised that Callan didn't know who Mark Norman was. Born 10 years after Because Mark got. Norman was acting like he fucking knew who they were because when we were talking about fighting the kid and shit, you know what I mean? Well, it's also how does he not how does he not get the respect where they know him? Think about it, dude. Think about a comedian like Mark Norman who's on the road every he single seen, weekend he seems doing like, stand up. Honestly, he, he seems have, like he most, doesn't have the amount of time that we put into watching true. YouTube videos and knowing about certain podcasters and knowing about this, knowing who's just on this podcast. He's working. He seems so nonchalant about it, and he doesn't seem like like. The difference between, from my perspective of hip-hop and comedy, I feel like these hip-hop people are really good businessmen and take care of their business. I feel like with comedy, it's more of an art form. And like Mark Norman's not like an amazing businessman. Thank you. You're finally really But like, I can like look at, I can can look at things and be like, yo, he could be make so much more money or do so much better things. Why do you think people, why do you think comedians would quit college or drop out of college to tell dick jokes? Do you think they want to be a fucking businessman? No, they want to fuck off for the rest of their life and drink and fuck girls and and tell jokes and be Most comedians don't even drink or fuck girls. That's so wrong though. Dane Cook didn't do it for those reasons. Dane Cook doesn't do drugs. What are you saying? A lot of comedians don't drink. Are you blind? You go to the stress factory every week. Some do, some don't, though. There's people who don't. Okay, but I'm saying it's a perk. You're working in nightclubs. Or because they just like making people feel better. You're forgetting about that. They like making people laugh. Why would you think that a comedian wants to be a businessman? Yes, you have your special cases like Kevin Hart, but like a Norman. I think everyone has to be a businessman now, though. Even Alex says it. It's part business. Alex came out. Opened the other episode and said uh, he came out of the closet. No, he came. He opened up and said he doesn't. Uh, he doesn't want to be like that. He just wants to tell jokes, and I'm the same way. And then you bitch at me, and you're I making me bitch. be like you. I'm just saying. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Why would you want to be a business? Why would you want to be touring and worrying about writing your new hour and also have to be a business and make business deals, or whatever? I'm not saying money. make business deals, but you get a manager. No, to get more money. I'm just yeah, saying. That's also what your manager's for. Mr. Cutoff about Mark Norman. My example was: I feel like there's Cut things he could do that would probably help his. Like name better than you know what I mean. That's what he knows that now. That's what I was telling him. I was like, "How much did you learn with Bert? Bert was shoving stuff down your throat to do. Why do you think he's doing sna- uh, Instagram more? He posts on Instagram minimum once a day. Yeah, uh, stories constantly. He's retweeting his fans. Maybe I look at it different because I have a business degree, even though I never used it. Doesn't care about. And I forget about half anymore, of it, even though he still does them. <clears throat> but yeah. people say no to late night spots. What do you think about this? You were talking about how like he was torn, like going all those places in Rhode Island and, and taking the train. It's like a lot of that. A lot on He's your day. He's in New Jersey this weekend. A lot, on your, lot on your day. So like 168 hours, 168 hours in a week. If you sleep, really? if you sleep six hours a night, you got like 42 extra hours plus your nine to five. I think if you look that up. So, uh, what about your social life and what about your friends? People were saying, "Fuck your feelings, fuck your social life, and fuck your friends." If you really want to be successful. You, uh, if you're passionate about your career, you will sacrifice that. You will sacrifice it. Your dreams are sacrificing. Like you'll sacrifice your social social life. You'll sacrifice girlfriend, boyfriend. You'll sacrifice like going out to the party. And I think that's pretty big. But like as you said, comedians like to party. But like I think for like radio personality or hip hop, I think that's key and big because a lot of people have sacrificed a lot to get to their dreams. Like they'll work the shit nine to five, and then uh, they'll go to a recording studio, record songs instead of like trying to hang out with that girl. Or instead of uh, going to the bar, and I think it's a sacrifice, but in the end it could pay off because then you'll get that girl who want to fuck you, and then you could buy out any bar or buy out anything you want while the same people are still doing the same thing in their nine to five and like going to bars. If you're a comedian, am I overthinking or like 160 hours in a week though? Like time management's key. I realize that as a bad time manager. Friends and spending time. If you're a comedian, most of your friends are comedians. So when you're doing clubs during the week in New York, or whatever, you're. I'm with saying your anything, most any time dream though. Think about any dream, not just comedy though. Some people also like if you want to be a cooker, you want to be a landscaper, are, you want to be a golfer. Stuff. Some people have girls who are, who support them the whole time. They're with them the whole time. That's good shit. You have friends. If you're doing a mutual thing, you, that you'll end up being with them because you guys are both doing the same thing. Or you think me and Alex and fucking whoever. We're also good friends because we all we do comedy together. Um, but yeah, I know a lot of people who don't even like like go out. Like I'd rather if it was like go out to and drink with fr- drink with friends who just want to drink and hang out, or do a podcast or a video, or whatever. I'd li- I'd like to do both, but I'd probably rather do the podcast. 
Yeah. But the whole yeah, the whole point is to grind your ass off and then uh, I'm not the, a player. I just use flashlight a lot cuz you're just cuz cuz we don't cuz you don't think you really have to now with the internet age. But the whole point was to what like Kevin Hart did, grind your ass off for no, like, 10 true. 15 years, get a break and then get then become a no, smart businessman once you get a break. Put words in my stupid mouth. Rich. No, like the grind's important I realize cuz like it's like the the biggest metaphor like I really like. But think about as he cuts me off, everyone. No, you you, the gym, you pause. You the, can shut the, the fuck up. The All gym you is cut the off. gym you is pause, the you pause. No, for I got about five I seconds. got better thoughts here. No, you don't. You're an idiot. The you're gym, retarded. You're stupid. The gym is the metaphor. The more reps you put in, the harder it is, like the better it is. The grind. Anything you do in life, the passion. You, it's like a garden. What you put in, you get out. Think about Locker's right. Been going ham on the internet. Locker's for the right or whatever, though. and we're still grinding. Yeah, you have to. This evolve. is all a grind. Just because the internet's here doesn't mean you're going to be making money in five seconds. No shit. Dipshit. But I'm saying. The audience is different, though. You got to do something to get that audience. And a lot of comedians were like hating on the fact to do something on social media to go viral. But I look at it the same way Joe Rogan did when he got his TV deal or when someone went on a movie set. Like Ellen DeGeneres got a movie role and then she got that exposure to be do comedy. Or Rosie O'Donnell. I think it's the same fucking thing in today's age of being on social media. Because look at 50 Cent. Look at Lou Duvall. They're using their platforms on Instagram and it's like a TV network. They don't have to have a TV show because they're getting money doing yeah, that on Instagram. We talked about this. We're Comedians out there who are like, I don't want to do something to sell out. You're not selling out. Like Rosie O'Donnell did that movie where she was a baseball player with all women, and then she did stand-up comedy after that. Own. And then her, her fucking, it elevated so high. Like all these people were doing movies back in the day, and I think that's the equivalent to social media work now. I really do for comedy. Do you get yeah. it? Like if you're in a movie, you could gain that exposure and gain fans. But oh yeah, what I was talking about with that Cleveland thing. Another thing is, I honestly don't even think those shows help. And didn't he say that it doesn't help, Mark Norman? If you're going to a what stupid, do you, mean you honestly think they help zero? Your f- the people who are your fans who listen to your podcast, watch your stuff, exactly. don't watch morning TV at 10 a.m. in Cleveland. I know, but why the fuck do they do it? Just if for you the have fun? a diehard comedy, say you're a comedian, do they make them do that? Fan. Does the comedy club make them go there? Yeah, it's mandatory. If you want to get paid for the weekend, you have to do it. That's so dumb. The thing is, you're getting more club owners and if managers you, if, who realize it's pointless, so they don't make you do it. If but you, if you, if you were like realizing that's that, also a great. If I was club. a huge comedian, I'd be like, yeah, fuck you, and they would book you no, anyway. No, you don't say fuck you. You do what Tom Segura does, and you go on and you make it. You make it like an act. You make it like a bit. You make a character out of it. You make it funny, and then you get more fans off that because those videos will go viral. So what Segura does is he'll go do. This is before he is. He's huge now when he's doing theaters. But when he used to go do clubs, they'd make him do morning radio. He would go on as a rap like a fake rapper and he would call himself like DJ Schmiz or some shit whatever and he would and all he, they would ask him how he started in comedy or how he did all this stuff and he would make it a joke and he would just be telling the camera that he's gonna, he's trying to party all night so can you tell me where the party is and let's that's go out funny. and party let's do all that and those videos went viral and that's how he got fans off of that. I think you have to make a joke of it oh. that's why why do you think Norman's thing went viral he goes in he starts cracking jokes he's like he's like I'm gay I'm fucking this I'm that you gotta watch the video a lot of things with podcasting when, I don't know if comedians realize it they like the stories. You gotta you be t- smart. They like the stories you tell in the podcast. And they like the intimate stuff you talk about, like who you're sleeping with or other stuff like that. It's like radio. They like the intimate interview story side. They're not always in it for the quick hacky jokes. You know what I mean? I think comedians are starting to realize that on podcasts because like you they're don't not, hear they're not they're not at all really most of them. Some people though, I hear podcasts where comedians are doing their bits and jokes, maybe practicing. Well, that's the type of podcast. Like Tuesdays of Stories is you're telling your stories, but like inside jokes, what Schultz does is you're deconstructing jokes. Rogan isn't talking about jokes. He does. He talks how to construct. He's not making. He doesn't make a lot of jokes, but he's talking about how I know. to write a joke, then, how to construct. And, and then Schultz on Brilliant Idiots, he'll get he'll no, like you agree. he'll write phone notes that he thinks are funny. He's not going to do his whole joke there, but it's like a premise of it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's well, the only if thing. a good story or something that somebody tells him, like if Charlemagne tells him something or has a good idea, he'll probably come up with a he could come up with a topic. Yeah, they use phone notes. He doesn't even write. And then he'll go and write it later. Rogan's not even funny on Chris his Rock says he doesn't even write. Chris Rock just writes phone notes like like a couple of I've never laughed day. at Rogan on his podcast once. That's not what his podcast good, is good for. Good for you. Do you want a cookie? His podcast is to make conversation, to give a platform to the guest, and he always has somebody on. He's interested in what they do. Why do you think he gets into conspiracy theories, aliens, fucking uh, military stuff, uh, you know? Yeah. Comedian stuff. He'll have a comedian on sometimes. They don't even talk about comedy. Any dance instructors listening or women who can dance? Even men, help us out. Tom's happy I can't dance. Actually, I can dance. I just don't like to. His babe wants him to dance. I don't have a babe. I can dance. I just don't like to. You fucking... Balls are good, everyone, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) Tom's happy I had problems with his testicles. I got it. Positive energy. My friend wanted to take me... My my friend wanted me to tell the story because it's funny. So I had ball pain, so I got an ultrasound. That's what you do when you have... And you know what it was, though? It was blue... The whole time it was blue balls. He just hasn't got any pussy. It was not blue balls. It was strained. No, crotch. it's blue balls. I'm telling you, it's good comedy. Just yeah, because you're, you're, you're really a doctor there, living on the couch, really. Um, 
Cue basement. I went to get an ultrasound in Blue which balls. you have to you have to make your ball you have to put your you know take your balls out. But you have to cover you cover your legs, you cover your dick, so just your balls are. I'm surprised out. you're talking about this because it's a rough subject to joke about. Positive vibes. Pray for everyone. Well, I'm balls. actually I actually have cancer, so feel your balls. Don't jokes say that. on fucked you. Up. Jokes on that. you, you scumbag. I'm fucking. Do they feel your balls. I have six months. To you live. got more action. That's the most, most action you got in two years. I have six months to Ooh. live. I have six months to live. <laughs> okay, this this needs to be a photo needs to be taken of how Sweeney's laying on the couch. Talk right about now. this. Um, okay, so Sweeney wants to take daggers right now, so I, I could I could play that game. So there's some Spanish girl out there who wants to have sex with him. <laughs> he won't go to her house and fuck her. Shout out to Joanne Sweeney. <laughs> she made this fucking ADD-riddled fucking idiot who wait, who's taken years off my life. And So you're not going to talk about the balls? I don't know what happened. You're getting all angry. I go in for the ultrasound, okay? I have to. I put a sheet over my legs. I put a towel over my dick. So just my balls are out. Jesus. But me, she leaves the room for a minute. She's like, yeah, go ahead. I'll come back in a minute. So she leaves the room. And for some reason, I thought my shirt was going to get in the way. So I take my shirt off. <laughs> and I'm laying there. Do you I get hard my, when they're touching no, your balls? No, I didn't get hard. I got the towel off. I got the sheets off my legs. Was she legs. hot? No, no, she wasn't bad looking. Oh, my God. I, I would ask for a guy. I got the sheets over my legs. I got the towel over my dick. So it's like a little slit. And you can only see my Hi, balls. I'm here for the massage. And you can only see my balls. So I come in, but I have my shirt off. <laughs> and she's like, you could have left your shirt on. <laughs> and I'm like, you're right. I don't know why I took my shirt off. I thought it was going to get in the way. But I realized the towel was over my dick. So I could have just like pulled it up a little bit. And I just had my shirt off. So was she rubbing So I was completely did naked she have a, my did she have a Did she have uh, things on like gloves? She doesn't rub with her hands, you idiot. There's a there's a device that has blue gel on it, and she holds that. Did and it rubs feel my good? With that, not not really. <laughs> it's cold. Not that. It's like cool. But like, does she say some people get hard sometimes? No, but she was telling me the story. She was doing it to a, a handicapped guy one time, and he he was hitting on her while she was doing it. What the fuck? Which was really funny. Oh and I was man, like, yeah, I'm not gonna do that. I, I, I go, need that type of confidence <laughs> in my life. I go, I go. I hope you don't. Have, how, how many times do you do this? Like a week. I hope you don't have to do this again uh, today. And she's like, she's like, well, with test, testicular, or whatever, scrotum. It's not not often. So she does. She, she does it like three or four times a week. Then you went back and to your I was doctor. Like, I hope you don't have to do it again wrong. today. No, they sent the test to your doctor, and then my doctor called me and said it came back clear. But Clear of what? <laughs> Did you say, Doc? I'm like just backed no lumps up. or anything. No, no, whatever. No, whatever. Uh, the joke's on you, scumbag, for saying it's blue balls when it wasn't. I told this to my gay buddy. Shout out to Ryan Barry because he actually said he listened to one of our episodes. Thanks, douche. Listen to fucking all of them anyway. Um, I tell it to him. He's like, he's like, oh, my boyfriend. My boyfriend had a, ball, a nut pain, and he went to the he went to the thing. He had a he had a testicular cancer, a tumor. He had to get the surgery, right? He had to get the surgery immediately. He's like, but you could notice because like one of your nuts will be like, it's like pushed up That's against crazy. the sack and it's bigger than the other. So I'm examining my nuts all week leading up to it. Like, oh God, I think that right nut is bigger. I can't tell, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, maybe it's cancer. And, um, and then I, that ain't you know, funny. so, and you can't joke. And then it was, and then the other one, then I go to my doctor and he's feeling him up to see if he feels anything. He's like, he's like, I don't feel or see anything, but this one is a little like different, like whatever. And then he squeezes my other one. So now my other one's sore <laughs> and I got two sore nuts. He squeezes it hard. And my nuts are super sensitive. Like, like the littlest thing. Ladies, just so you know, his nuts are super sensitive. No, but yours should be too, idiot. I'm saying mine are like. I think mine are weaker. They're like just sensitive, very <laughs> <What> sensitive. The <laughs> <fuck>? <laughs> you fucking eighty. You lift salt and you hurt your nuts. Don't you get? You ever get hit in the nuts and you're just like, oh, that one was bad. I try like, to think like about when it. someone gets a perfect sack tap on you and they just clip your nuts I, with like a flick. Do you, that's what do you ever like. test your balls in the shower if you have no like, lumps? No, I never have. I get scared. I think everything. Now that lump. this happened, I probably will start. Although I didn't. When I, I just, I'm just like, fuck it. If I have cancer, I'm gonna die. Whatever. You can just take chemo. A lot of people just take chemo and it goes and away. And die. Mark's mom got out of cancer twice, breast cancer twice. My grandma got out of breast cancer twice. Nah. Dipshit. This is negative vibe talk. Oh, yeah. Negative vibe talk. I don't talk. like cancer. Hang on, guys. Want to go? Want to read the text thread between you're, me you're, and you're, a can- you're emotional cancer. You're a fucking visible <laughs> cancer. I don't even want to look at you or fucking listen to you. Um, so Sweeney was going to... Hello. So Sweeney was going <laughs> to... He was going to come down yesterday... Uh, at six o'clock, people, listeners, six o'clock. That he planned on. He said I was going to leave at six o'clock. Yeah, well, she she knows. He said he's going. He said he was going to leave at six o'clock. Right? Okay. Hang on, I got to find the text. Who's Lloyd? Oh, Jim Carrey. Bear is such a cutie. Shout out to Bear. Oh, here we go. Wow, I actually found it. Text text in from Michael. I will leave at six. I respond. I thought you weren't coming, Michael. I don't know. Leave me alone. Eleven thirty. Should I come? <laughs> Do you understand what I'm dealing with, people? The guy's a moron. Just kidding. He's, sm- he's smart. 
I think I'm waiting for people to mess just saying enough with the preachy shit. I've been waiting for that so I could throw it in your face. I think. Hey, no one's listening about it. That's why they're, they're done with it about the content. Oh, hell, you want a flashlight? Yeah. Fuck yeah, I want a flashlight. Yeah, I'll take one, bro. Fuck yeah, I want a flashlight. You got him a, a fucking flashlight, right? That's yeah, right. Yes, I've been eyeing just... these up. Shouts out to our sponsor. We welcome the newest sponsor of the podcast, Fleshlight. Fleshlight is the number one male sex toy in the world with its soft, real feel insert patented to be so lifelike that many have proclaimed it feels better than the real thing. While there is no substitute for a real woman, amazing inner textures and over 100 possible combinations to choose from, we all have to work a little harder to keep up. Fleshlights offer an adjustable cap to control the desired suction level you prefer as well as a channeled sleeve able to stretch in order to accommodate the repeated discomfort of your girth. Easy to clean and durable, Fleshlight is your number one choice brand for male sex toys. Fleshlight also offers flesh skins, sleeves, anal toys, and accessories, including lube, mounts, cases, sleeve warmers, vibrators, and more. For more information, search Fleshlight on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, or visit www.fleshlight.com. This is the Keep It Basin Podcast. Follow us on YouTube, subscribe to us, also on SoundCloud, Spotify, iTunes Music, Laughable, and wherever else you could listen to us and view us. Thank you for tuning in. Yo, this is Sean Kelly. You're listening to... Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you staring at me? I'm not. You're literally staring at me. Yo, this is Sean Kelly, founder of Jersey Chips. Sam. I'm not looking at you. What the fuck are you talking about, man? Yo, this is Sean Kelly, founder of Jersey Champs, and you're listening to Keep It Basement. Check out dankstop.com. We have the biggest selection of bongs, vaporizers, accessories, anything that you're looking for in the smoking industry. Use promo code BEAWESOME. That's B-E-AWESOME, A-W-E-S-O-M-E. One word, put it together, no spaces. That's for 15% off. Check us out. Uh, Stay tuned for a giveaway that we're doing with Keep It Basement. Shout out Keep It Basement. You guys were awesome. And hopefully we speak again soon. Thank you, Louie. Let's get ready to Nigga, shut your ass up, man. I don't give a fuck, man. You are listening to Keep It in the Basement, like most Italians. If you're not Italian, keep it there anyway. Well, that's cool, because you're a fan. I'm a fan, too. You know what I'm saying? And I think, to me, fans make the best interviews. You know what I mean? Like, Because we're asking the questions from a fan perspective. When you're a true fan... And, you follow the artist and you study your artist and you know an artist's music, you know an artist's background, you know the questions, the right questions to ask because you're asking questions from a fan perspective. And not only that, the reason you said that you're able to talk to uh, your favorite artist for an hour, it's not that you're able to talk to them for an hour, it's you're able to listen to them for an hour. It's a yeah. difference. See, a lot of interviewers don't listen. See, I want to listen. Like, yeah. like a lot of interviewers I have 20 questions and all they want to do is get through those 20 questions but the yeah. truth about it is if you ask me a question if I ask an artist a question and the artist answers me if I'm listening I'm probably going to get something else out of his answer that I want to ask him and that's what a conversation is all about hello hello Sipes hey what's up hey what's going on this is Mike Sweeney Jeez. what's up dude Mike Sweeney the idiot got it keep it what radio basement Keep it basement, like keep it, like keep it in the house. Keep it yeah. basement radio. Okay, yeah. all right, all right. Uh, hey, what's going on? It's your boy Lil Dicky. Shout out Mike Sweeney, Swain, and Keep It Basement Radio. What's up, guys? This is Mickey Gall. You're listening to Keep It Basement. Keep it basement. Making money off of this show. Where's it? It's Joanne. For Keep It Basement, Mike's mom. He needs a effing job. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Shout out to. The woman who created Mike Sweeney, the Sweens. Don't ever play yourself. Don't ever play yourself. Don't ever play yourself. Don't ever play yourself. Congratulations, you played yourself. Out and I go, uh, obviously you don't know who the Sweens is, okay? A fucking world-renowned hip-hop and radio producer and host, radio host, who's done interviews with countless superstars and is a fucking multifaceted talent. So the fucking best thing you could fucking do is have him be a sponsorship for your fucking shipbag CBD oil, because the kid's a fucking legend in the game, okay? He's the fucking greatest interview you will ever see. Howard Stern, Charlemagne, Larry King, ain't shit. 
on Mike Sweeney, okay? So you're gonna wanna fucking have our business, motherfucker. Sincerely, the, sincerely, the Sweens. Get yourself shot. Yo, keep it basement. Keep it basement. Back at it, baby, with the bang bangers. Shout out to Joanne Sweeney for telling us why. Who gives fuck? Who gives a fuck about what you guys have to say? Hell yeah, always nice to have a mother who supports. <laughs> um, nothing worse when people not think... As, at least not as bad as my mom. My mom was like, what's a podcast? <laughs> nothing worse when people think you work at the place because you're just standing around awkwardly. <laughs> that literally just happened to me. Where the hell was I? That's us down the shore, you dipshit. Out. Where? Last weekend, a couple weekends ago. Where? At... Augusta? Yeah. Remember the people thought we were there, though, and we thought they were. They were like, "Yeah, is the room in there?" I'm like, "Yeah." Or like, they were like, "Can we come in?" I'm like, "Yeah." And then they're like, "And they're like, I don't work here." And they thought we were kidding, like we actually did work here because we were standing by the menu. Oh, I don't we were standing by the thing. Oh, I was at um, I was at a store in the mall getting sh- getting sneakers. People always ask me everywhere. No, because I, I was dressed like I would work there. It was like I um, guess me too. It was like Zoomies or whatever, and I was dressed like I work. And I'm looking at the shoes, and I have a I have a box of sneakers in my hand. Just kidding. The guy walks right in. He's in for two seconds. Comes right in. And he's like, "Hey, where are you guys bathing suits?" And I'm just like, <laughs> I was gonna be like, because they were right over there. So I was like, I was gonna be like, they're right over there. But I was like, I don't work here. He's like, Oh, sorry, you look like you work here. I was like, All right. I don't know. I think people you can't get, blame someone for that. If you people get no lost, uniform, yeah, there's no uniform. People I mean, get lost though. Like one time, I was getting, at the salad house. Shout out to salad house. My guy over there, and I was just waiting for my he's salad. Come on, and I was talking to him, and he walked away. So I guess since I was talking to the owner, they probably thought I worked there. So they came up to me. and was like, "Hey, uh, can I order a salad?" And I'm like, "Not near a register." And I'm in that's the true. Some people sometimes you go there so much, but you know the people that work there. So someone will come up to you and just think you work there. But I've been to a lot of places. And people Ooh. have asked me, which is weird. Well, it's because you're a legend in the uh, Bridgewater Raritan area, right? How about a uh, pretty girl tapped me on my back, and I, th- I thought it was like, oh, yes, this pretty baby wants to make a move on me. And then she told me she needed space and to move the fuck out of the way in area. Is this real? Yeah, remember? Are you, oh. you have a bad memory, dude. Remember, remember that girl tapped me on the back? And I was like, oh, hey. And she's like, can you get out of my way? My Where? area? At the fucking place. Oh, yeah, that was funny. <laughs> yeah, but you she, were stupid. You were supposed to make, or didn't she make a joke, or you were supposed to make a joke about needing personal space? Yeah, but I didn't. I felt she like was, I was, she was, she was peeing. I thought it was too. a joke. I felt, like a, I felt like a peasant. You should have went Maybe for she that. was really into me. Yeah. That's what you tell a clinger, though, not a fucking guy just trying to squeeze by a Memorial Day weekend. Like, bitch, have you been at a bar on a holiday weekend? Yeah, I don't think you have. Yeah, really, everything's packed. You should be like, step off, bitch. But she was peeing. <laughs> Say you go over to your homie's place and your boy has like been in his room all day and you think he's hung over. Sounds like you. You're like, you don't want to interrupt over. him, but you're going to say hi anyway. And your other buddy was like, uh, just saying that he was like, you know, it, just, you know, fucking in the bed and like fucking feels like shit. Right. So you go say what up and you realize he's in bed with a girl. You're like, oh, fuck, that's weird. Who broke the bro, bro That used to happen to me in college. Who broke bro, <laughs> bro code? Me for just knocking on the door and going in. Is or, it his house? or my buddy not telling me that there's a girl over in his bed. Is it his house? You're knocking on the bedroom or the house or the apartment? I'm already in there hanging out with the other dude, like my buddy, eating dinner. And I'm like, oh, I wonder if he wants some food. And I just walked in. Oh, like his friend or his roommate? Or yeah, yeah, and he's in bed with a girl. I didn't see any nudity, though. This is real? Yeah, this is real. Oh, this is, uh... <laughs> yeah, this is real. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> Who broke bro code, though? Wouldn't you just be like, yo, so-and-so's here, don't go in there? Knowing that I'm a weird, annoying idiot and walking yeah, to people. Me, 100%. And he should have known that, too, because he's known you for 20 years. Yeah. But I feel like communication's key. Like, why not just say, what's what's the deal? That's the point of the story. True. Like, just be honest. Like, you never are. I'm the most honest fucking person in the world. You can't admit that you got blue balls because you didn't get any pussy. I didn't get blue balls. It's not blue balls, you <laughs> retard. Just kidding. <laughs> funny. You're fucking brain dead. When you get pussy you and you like a girl... Charger. You have to be like a protector. Like with me, if I go out with a girl, I'm more aware. I look at everything and observe. Like, oh I, yeah, that's that's what a girl wants. Mike Sweeney as a fucking protector. Not that, good. That'll do you a lot of. Use. I get a sense of anxiety in a way, or more alertness, and then the adrenaline is ready for something to pop off. Don't you feel that way though? Like women, like women like that shit. Being a protector, it's like manly, and it's like a nature and biology thing where they're like sexually attracted to someone who provides for them emotionally, financially, and like as a bodyguard and protector. They don't realize it though. It's biology. I think some girls think that even if the guy's a complete pussy like you, they st- would still they still feel protected. I'm not as pussy as you think. Just because it's a guy. Yeah, they might but think, then, like, this guy's tough. Like, <laughs> if you're dating you, they might think, oh, this guy's actually tough and know that he's really just a pussy, though, in real life. Yeah, but then, <laughs> yeah, that's your case. <laughs> but then when, in today's day and age, it, you go the other way where they're like... We're 25-year-old virgins, according to uh, Instagram. According to Sean McDonough. <laughs> but then you go the other way where the girl's like, 
I don't need him to protect me. Regardless, I don't care. Like I'll beat the shit out of somebody, a guy or a girl. Yeah, you see and that? You see, you see that meme? No. Where the people were robbing the guy and the couple, and the guy the got like his ass kicked, and the girl, girl, the girlfriend, kicked everyone else's ass. She must have been like a black belt or like MMA fighter. Why should she be a fighter? Why could she just be a regular girl walk down the street? No, she was doing some crazy ass moves. <laughs> nah, she was. Doing but anyway, the translation is: she would rather procreate with a strong male who will protect her and her offspring. It's biology. There's like studies on it. Without even you, isn't that weird? Then what about that hot ass girl on Instagram with the fat ass who you said her boyfriend was a nerd? You know what I'm thinking about? You ever think like time management skills is genetic? Like something all this you don't stuff have? is genetic, and we can't, we can't to be successful or not is all genetic. That's a bad way to look at things. You know but, what I mean? But then what about people who've made it, but their parents were drug addicts? I know. Maybe they had that uh, obsession though. They took that addiction. They took that addiction that could have been masturbating like me or going on Tinder at 4 a.m. like me. Instead of doing heroin and that, they became a comedian or became a rock star. They had that addiction maybe, in them. Maybe, maybe, the, maybe they had, what if, what if, maybe what, the what if the, had to be that <coughs> hard and obsessed with doing heroin that they had to take that hard obsession that they got but not use it towards heroin, use it towards making it or comedy or whatever. You know? I don't know. All I know is... That I was looking up, and scientifically, a lot of women, they I'm say sorry, it's biology. Scientifically. Okay, good. Women are more attracted to stronger men during the fertility window. That's what it said. I looked this shit up. I thought it was but wild. what counts stronger? Looking stronger, like being assertive when you're out, going to the gym. Like, what is the definition of... It's just like someone who could, like, be stable, and uh, that's big. Like, I look at that as, a com- like, say if you're a comedian or a rapper or a radio personality making it, and you don't make a ton of money yet, and you're on the come up... Women want that financial stability where they want a guy, you know, who could wine and dine them, do certain things, or protect them in fights. But it's not even like what you think. It's more like, just like a manly man in a way. And they're more attracted to it. There's even studies that, like, men's scents are fucking attracted to females. Like, they don't even know about it, females. They're sexually attracted to, like, a scent of a male sweating. Like, there's just weird scientific shit out there. Girls, that if is you're like attracted studies, to that, please don't ever speak Like, gene studies. Like, not even, like, the girl's personality thinking about it, but, like, her natural brain chemistry and, like, hormones in her body are attracted to certain things that we don't even know about. Isn't that wild shit? You learn a little about it in uh, the Robert Greene book, uh, The Art of Seduction. Hey, what have you been watch, reading science books? Yeah, I'm trying to get studies, studying for the podcast here. I'm the new Joe Rogan, bro. Podcasting, everything like that. I'm the next Joe Rogan. Should we change this to the Michael Sweeney experience? <laughs> yeah, that's my life story. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't know. Yeah, but then you get cool it girls. It just brings the interesting aspect. you get cool aspect. girls who literally don't give a fuck. You could be a fat, out-of-shape pussy, and she'll still like you. So that, that happens, too. There, no, it's called something. It says... In the article, I took a snippet article, it says, but it brings up an interesting aspect to evolution. At this point in time, it's not just strength that provides the feeling of protection for women. It could be the financial stability, like I said, and, and that comes with a high earner. Come back here? That comes with a high earner that are multiple, if not modern ways of taking care of yourself and your woman. Right. Women want to have their babies. I feel like that's true. You know what would be funny? You make it huge one day, and then you bite that part out of Joanne coming on saying you need a job and, and send it to her from your mansion. That's and then mo- you and then you have her over, have her stay in the guest house. No, she's motiv- she motivates me. My family shits on me all the time. You need friends that shit on you all the time. You know my friends shit on me all the time with the voice memos and shit. And now my friends are making fun of me about the content talk. <laughs> it's either going both ways. I'm going to be the big loser or the get the last laugh and win, which would be great. Which would be great. Or a middle ground would be cool, too, like be successful and still a loser. I mean, that's fine with me. <laughs> Not really... Those are kind of, you know, contradictions. <laughs> but, you know, you, what's wild is, is wild. I understand now interviewing all these celebrities and all these people that a ride or die chick's important. Like someone was with you before the fame or yeah, on the come up or someone who has equal measure of c- celebrity as you. Because right. you never want to, like, fucking be really famous and date someone who's not famous and they get famous off you and then they hate you and shit on you and get rid of you. But, like, it's really interesting to me as he walks away. Like, the people... Like you said, Chris De Stefano, he's not like a huge famous comedian, but he's a good comedian, and he makes a living off it, right? He's fucking getting all these bitches off that because they think it's sexy because he's doing something he loves to do, and he's passionate about it while making money and good looking, I guess. That's good. You want to hear the funniest part since we were just talking about this? And cuts you me don't off. listen to any podcasts, even though I sent them to you. Because I don't have time, as you said. That's why it's an honor for people you to listen to us. You have plenty of time. It's, for people, it's an honor for people to listen to us. Their podcast, History Hyenas, Chris Stefano's Giannis Pappas, Chris talks about how he's really a pussy. And he makes all these gay jokes. No, don't cut me off. He's and he famous. makes all these gay jokes. He's famous he says, to a person. And he his says life. he's a pussy. And he says he doesn't like confrontation. And he says he actually likes guys. He just likes to have sex with girls, but he likes to talk with guys. 
So you would think all these hot girls that listen to the podcast, it would turn them off. But no, he still has sex with all of them. It's just because he has. Like it. Yeah, he, has he a must platform. have. Yeah, he must have that platform. The Some lo- girls get a lot fooled. of Instagram followers. Yeah, he's also in Chris's case, so he's a good-looking guy. So yeah, like, true. He like everyone says that guys and girls. So it's like he looks like that guy who's like a, a big tough athlete. That's what he says. He's like he's like I know I look like a big tough athlete. I'd be talking about like fucking big schwabs like that too. But but yeah, I take my shirt off. I have saggy tits. I'm afraid of ghosts and I'm a pussy. That's and he has anxiety. So. And I, exactly, and I have really bad anxiety. And this is real. Does he take stuff for it? I don't know. Probably. He said it's a lot better now. He stopped going to church and he takes CBD oil. Is that real? It's way better. Do the CBD shit. We wouldn't know about it because you know they don't want to fuck with us. <laughs> <laughs> fuck them. People, fuck your CBD oil. It's fake, motherfucker. People go nuts about this CBD oil stuff. You might have to get on that train because maybe it can help with fucking ADD or. Time can you put on your balls? Will help. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. You fucking teeth. You know what's shit. weird? Like bonding with people, gaining connection, and going out to dinner. It wasn't what? blue balls. So I never had an erection. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Bonding, with, who, oh, bonding oh. with people, gaining a connection, going out to dinner, watching a movie, then sticking your dick in her pussy. Like, as civilized humans, where does that come from? Like, the whole aspect making of going kid. out, making connection, but then just for fun, you're sticking a dick in a pussy. Feels good. <laughs> I know. And it's like a bonding connection. It's weird to me. And that's what he does. That's what Chris does with his chicks. He literally just fucks them. You know why, though? It's confidence doing something you love makes you more attractive. That's what I think it is. Words of wisdom. For Chris or anybody. Do you think so doing something you love for nothing is more is more attractive than making six figures for something you hate? Uh, uh, I think the middle ground when Norman said if you can make like over eighty grand doing what you love, then it's a win, remember? Yeah. So like for women, if you're passionate about a topic the and average like Okay, if you're broke and on MTV two or on a huge platform, then it will work in your favor for pussy. Yeah. You shouldn't really be broke though if you're on TV. You can. I mean Charlemagne's first deal was only fifty grand. That's not a lot in the grand scheme of things if you're fa- if you're famous already. I'd take it right now. Yeah, exactly. I could definitely survive off that. But I think if, if you hate what you do and you make a ton of money, you could still live a life on the weekends and still fuck bitches if you're a good-looking guy. I've seen my friends do it who make good money. Dude, everyone can fuck bitches. You could be living on the street. Yeah, but uh, to a point, you can't keep bitches. <laughs> no, keep them. Fuck them. <laughs> yeah, true. But uh, Keep one that's like you. Not good. She's on the street, too. But uh, the passion you show for certain things and the confidence in doing it or talking about it is a turn-on to women, I'm telling you. Because you like you probably only get women because of your comedy stuff, even though you're not even funny. I'm just saying. Even though I'm not even <laughs> like if first you, of all, first of all, a I'm funnier than you. That's not even a question. Two, I'm, I'm better than looking than you. Three, that's it. Those two things. I'll let you live. So go fuck. You're me. everything. You're the greatest. I, obviously, I don't only get girls off of comedy. I only did been doing comedy for three years. You get girls off what you're passionate talking about because you could ramble on about comedy, comedy, comedy. Some might think some, it's annoying, a lot, but the weird ones probably like that. it. Well, some like it. It's like you, if you're going out with a girl and all you do is fucking do your usual with me and talk about Propecia and fucking... You think I really do that with a girl and talk about uh, well, I would not hair treatments? I talk about you because you're, you're a fellow, fellow survivor. Eating habits. I'm not <laughs> a fellow survivor. Eating habits, ADD time. I got to walk the dog. I got to fucking eat. I got to shit. I got diarrhea. I would not be surprised. Yeah, that's probably tough. make her like you more if you're just honest with her because you're a psycho. It works for her a little bit. <laughs> I mean, I, I know this. <laughs> Being <laughs> honest helps definitely, yeah. but not you can't be too honest. Like people always tell me when you're going to date, be yourself, but don't be yourself. The na- I'm the definition FYI, of disaster. FYI, date. I don't know if you know this. The name of Mark Norman's Comedy Central Hour Special is called "Don't Be Yourself." That's the name of the special. I'm the definition of disaster date. Because his whole ever seen MTV show where you mess up a date on purpose? His whole act. I do that of life. just being real and me. Norman's whole act and story of life was that. <laughs> Why are you just pointing at that? This is your life. Norman's whole experience and act of comedy is that. This is the blowing myself, Norman and Schultz being myself has o- and Being myself has only gotten me in trouble, so why would I be myself? That's his whole motto. Now you got to be yourself. You got to be the truth. I am the truth. The truth? What are you, fucking uh, Paul Pierce? Yeah. Isn't that Paul Pierce's nickname? No, that's Iverson, you dipshit. No, it's not. It's Paul Pierce. Dipshit. Oh, a- Iverson it? was AI. AI, he was the survivor. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, there was like something on his shoe about being the truth. Paul though. Pierce was truth. You're an idiot. But being vulnerable, I think, helps too. Opening yourself up, being who you are, vulnerable. and I feel like a girl will trust you, um, like you more, and fuck with you heavy. That's real love. Like I'd rather be someone I am. Real I'd rather be who I am than someone I'm not. When finding the right girl, you're only gonna lose in the end anyway. Dude, girls don't even matter, yo. Just be yourself. And be by yourself. No, yeah, but like I'm, you're right about that. I'm not gonna tell my life story on a, a couple early dates because that's backfired. <laughs> you can't, gotta, you can't but open. But then, up what too about much. when you go out with a girl and she tells you her life story? Don't you just want to blow your brains out? If you connect with them, no. But if if you don't like them, you're like, oh my god. Ever see Swingers? No, you told me to. Vince Vaughn gets a girl's number and like he rips it up right at the end, like when he knows she sucks, like right when he got the number. That movie's about swing dancing. 
Every a little bit of everything. I don't know. When you ask your babe, she likes it. One of her favorites. <laughs> I'm gonna fuck babies. I'll tell you what though, I got like a forty five oh. Madden rating at the bar. Yeah, no shit. I've seen you at the bar. You're you're freaking I'm like a ninety four on a radio show or podcast or you something just, I'm passionate just, about. <laughs> <laughs> Sweeney's so himself at the bar, he just goes up to the girls and h- holds up a, a fake microphone and starts to <laughs> ask something and then he'll wait for their response. No, I won't. I don't do that. I'm, ki- I'm saying you should be hilarious. But I was saying, when you get laid for something you love I or have a passion for... I haven't gone out to the bars with you that much, actually. And if you d- I did, you didn't, do, you didn't go for anything. The ultimate win to me is when you get laid for something you love or have a passion for. I feel like that's, that's the ultimate win because that's your true self and you're, you're playing to your strengths. I feel like you got to play to your strengths in anything you do. What? You don't know what your strengths are until you try everything. True. Put me on a radio show or podcast or something like that. I'm getting laid. <laughs> if I don't go into too much detail. If I give you, uh, about if I give you Charlemagne's, not fame, but um, assets and like stuff and like stuff to use, like platforms, would you be get just as big as him? Well, I'd already be, I'd be big because he's big. Get yeah, it? but nobody knows you. You're just using his platforms. You're going on Billionaires. You're going That's on Breakfast That's the thing. Did you have a, I, uh, you have I a talked about guy. this last episode, but we never get to full thing when you have everyone on. It's hard to get into a topic. Not No no shots or anything. I'm just saying it is tough. Schultz was saying uh, <clears throat> the com- a lot of comedians make this mistake. I never heard him tell me this, though. He told me this. To, to being funny is how you are around your friends. If that works and makes them laugh, then try that. But now he's saying... I don't think that's always the case. Because Humble the Poet is saying now that... Name? don't give your story off the bat as a comedian. You have to tell your story over time when people care, but tell them what they need to hear. Tell them what they need to hear, not want to hear or something like that. Tell them like, uh, you know, like something trendy, try to get a joke in what's trendy or whatnot and try to get involved with that. (laughs) That's what I try to do. You know, I'm not always myself on stage. Although the whole point of doing, of is is to do that is to be yourself on stage. He said, I I forgot the way they worded it. They're being yourself. But talk about certain things where it's going to get you uh, exposure first. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I don't think being... Yeah, you should always actually be yourself when you're doing... Even when you're doing entertainment or comedy. I think sometimes you can't help it. Like, sometimes I'll, like, make a... Jo- I feel like maybe sometimes I'll make a joke on stage that I feel like I wouldn't make it when I'm with my friends. But I don't know unless I do it. You can't really tell, honestly. Yeah. But, like, yeah, it's that topic of you don't know what you're good at until you try a gazillion different things. Thanks, my first grade teacher. But, <laughs> but it doesn't matter because even if it, even if you're good at something, you're only going to go after what you want. So you kind of want to make it. You kind of want it first, and then you realize you're good at it after. In some instances, because it's like you could be a great fucking uh, obstetrician, but you don't want to do that. So you're not even going to try. You're just going to do podcast. You have to have a passion for it. Yeah, even Donald Trump said you should do what you love. But then you can I was also. Old Donald no, but Trump then what about stuff? the people who are really good at something? They have no, they don't have a passion for it, but they are good at it, and they'll make money doing it. So they just do that. Can you hate on those people? You can't hate on them, but there has to be something that they don't even realize that they like doing. Like for instance, hobbies. Say if you hate being a publicist, you will hate it. But you're good with people, and you're you're very good at making connections. Your passion is making connections. You could be in the wrong field, but you're 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 not thinking it. You can't label someone with their job title. You have to label with their strengths. Say if I'm a good communicator. I could use that as radio or comedy. You get what I'm saying? Well, look at me. I'd be a great, I don't know, male model, actor. Like, look at me. And I don't do any of those things. Ball toucher. <laughs> Bald what? Ball toucher. <laughs> I do touch my own balls. No, like, Fucker. that's different. You're, you're like vain, dude. You call me vain? Yeah. How you're not vain? thinking about values and like what you're good at and your strengths. How am I? That was a joke, you idiot. Someone model would be that? like, a passion would be in the spotlight or something. Or, I don't like, want to be a model. I know, but your joke sucked. Like most of them. <laughs> Coming from Mr. Comedian Anyway don't get me Coming wrong I've Mr. gone to bars Comedian. And got women before But it's not my strong suit Coming from fucking uh, Mr. Comedian I'm not a huge drinker swings. If a girl's super drunk I'm You're fucked. not a huge drinker I've never seen you Drink more than one beer And you usually Don't even finish it I tell everyone I know Sweeney doesn't drink Sweeney doesn't drink Don't ask him He doesn't drink Definitely hurts me Because one of they the They go he doesn't drink at all I'm One, like, of, the, no, one of the best ways To connect with someone You're feeling Is go to a bar And grab drinks Because you get looser I've gotten more pussy Doing other stuff Than going to a bar And grabbing drinks That's was, why, that's why people, Some people hate liquor You're automatically looser On liquor Like I'm gonna, I'm, You're more likely To talk to a girl On liquor than not I don't care about Imagine I don't me care on liquor I could, What could I do I would love to I've, never, I've known you For two and a half years I've never seen you drunk I drink You, you might not have seen me Drunk though have you Yeah probably pretty annoying Pretty I saw you high. Pretty annoying. I don't even talk to you, probably. Dipshit. Yeah, I haven't seen you high either. Can we get high? No. I've never seen you smoke. Have you ever smoked? Never in your life. Never in your life? What about edibles? All right, we'll go to Mark's. I'll, I'll sneak some edibles in your food. I don't want edibles. Don't pull it on me. Why? What did I do? One time he was like, try this chicken. It's really good. And he gave me duck at a wedding. And I got mad at him. 
duck the food. Yeah, animal? but I think one time he actually. Oh, I thought he slipped you drugs. He did. He did, he did try and do me edibles though. <laughs> try this chicken. It's really good. It was duck. I <laughs> like sneak mushrooms. No, I think he was trying to sneak with some drugs. And one time I didn't eat them. It was like a uh, certain candy, and they were uh, coated with like uh, all edible. weed. Yeah, it's and edible. I was like, no, I'm not eating it. He's like, oh, good thing it was edible. <laughs> He's a pussy for telling you. Anything else? You just gotta have. I love how I'm the ball toucher. You're literally we're doing a live podcast and you're touching your pa- balls with your hand right now. You sick fuck. Right there. Uh, yeah, but hippie vibes and experience life. What women want is uh, ripped bitches and money. But I know bar hopping wouldn't get men. me the girl I really like. Like it would have to be something else. Like the girl would probably have to be into me or attracted. Yeah, well, that's few and far between. They say fake it till you make it. But life's too short to be doing things you don't love. You'd get lost in there. She's Hispanic? Yes. Yeah, you'd be fucked. you get lost in it. That's fucking funny. DJs, bro! Who said that? 4.30. <laughs> Ooh, DJs? Oh, shock. Gives you 70 minutes, he goes. <laughs> <laughs> I love him so much. Can you? Gives you 70 minutes. Beckman. Beckman! Are you giving Sweeney a 70-minute buffer? You need to give him a four-week buffer. The kid's a fucking idiot. You should have saw him yesterday. He told he texted me, I'm going to leave at 6. He texted me at 11. Hey, should I still come? Five hours. You are brain dead. I've been saying, Be- I've been yelling Beckman all the time by myself. Jay-Z is an inspiration as a businessman and also in general because I, be I could be ugly and get me a Beyonce if I get money and do something that I'm passionate about that's with my gifts. Yeah, that's a big thing. You got to know what your gifts are. I think girls like you more when you tell them that snapped it look good or make a joke and mess up their confidence. Like yeah, girls, girls are so used to getting compliments, and when you, and when you don't give them the time of the day, like fucks with them, cause they don't always seem lo- to like the guys. You know what I mean? Who say you are so beautiful, baby? I love you so much. Like they never give those guys the time of the day. And if you're like a nice guy complimenting, you're like shit out of luck. So you might as well just be like, fuck it. You look pretty terrible in that picture there, babe. <laughs> just kidding, but something like that might work to an extent at first. But you can't be, always be a dick. I don't think I ever got my best women through my looks. I had to work for it, like my personality. So it's always like an actual caution flag, like one of those yellow flags down the shore in the water for me when a girl is so into my looks without knowing me. I, I find it weird. There's always like a little, not red flag, but, you know, a little rip, riptide in the ocean, a little caution flag for that one. Yeah. Other than that, I don't know. Attack the day when the day is attacking you. It's much better going through life attacking days than it is going through life getting attacked by the days. Don't let that happen. Go on the offense, brother. I'm thinking of a master plan. Oh, yeah. I'm here to stir shit up. I'm just warming up. I'm almost ready. Turn it up a bit more in the headphones. Check me out, though. You cuck. Fuck your CBD fucking oil company. You know you're broke when you're selling gift cards. Yeah. <laughs> Want to end on some words of wisdom? Who gives a fuck? You are not. I can't wait to run as a comedian and make it and then be like, I'm not a comedy lover. Yeah, six years in the making. Let's fucking hurry it up. Well, we do do, we do words of wisdoms with our guests. Guys, DM us for some segments. Come on. We'll no matter how f- far you get in the game, there's always another opportunity. How about reach. Donkey of the Day with Tom Zappi? <laughs> Measure your success by the opportunities you pr- you're presented with and the opportunities you're creating for others. I feel like I create others. I want to create great opportunities for other people. It gives me motivation. Not the zeros in your paycheck. When that's your sole measurement, you're going to come up short in the end. You have to create the initial traction yourself by creating something and being able to send it to the right people for a shot at something like a show. Yeah. That's uh, Charlemagne's words of wisdom for him and Lil Duval when they were taping their state hood of the union and the MTV2 lady saw it and she liked it. They were both like not making as much money at the time and the lady happened to stumble upon their videos because they sent it to them, or that she just saw it on the internet, and she liked it, and she wanted to do a show concept with them. So that's why I say let's film Bro Talk more, because you have to create the initial traction yourself by creating something and being able to send it to the right fucking people for a shot at something. Bro Talk's kind of like I said. I mean, nobody else calls it that. I know. I'm a creative genius. I used to get texts back in the day. I think I was sending you a couple. It was like people saying, you would be perfect for guy code. <laughs> Anything else? <laughs> Anything else? How about words of wisdom with Joe Sweeney? I got to take the cans out, Mike. <laughs> Should I ask him for his words of wisdom? <laughs> take the fucking cans in. Wish Locker was here. Yo, guys, seriously, if you're listening at all, fuck with Hey Locker. The guy's hilarious. Follow him at Hey Locker on Instagram, H-E-Y-L-O-C-K-E-R, and check out his videos. We have them on a um, couple on Instagram. They've been on Worldstar. And keep DMing us uh, shitty SoundCloud rappers who want interviews and... <laughs> And weird whores who've discovered Jesus. us, thankfully. 
Seriously, though, thank you guys for listening. It means the world to me because my mom doesn't know what a podcast is. All right, guys, so I think we're going to be out. The This is actually a first installment. The very first Shore Keep It Basement podcast down the shore. And we're not in a basement. Probably shouldn't even be doing this. We probably shouldn't even put this out. We're done? Because we're not in a basement. Are we done or no? Um, no, we're going to talk about Howard Stern words of wisdom, Anthony Kumi. What do you, all you do is talk about Stern. We get it. You want to be Howard Stern. I don't want to be Howard Stern. You got good gems in his book I was reading, you fuck. Yeah. Do, do, am I the only By person? Howard Stern's book. Am I the only person in the podcasting world? No, famous people do it too all the time. They read books or read other material to get material. It's like documentary creating. You're not doing that. You're listening to Shitbag Podcast and telling me about like Cleveland. That's content, you fucking idiot. I listen to Smart Press. I listen to Tim Ferriss, Gary V Podcast. I don't just listen to fucking Suck My Dick Podcast. So go fuck yourself. <laughs> well, I'm you smarter than you. Bring it to the table. For the show segments, we have. Bro talk, I think we should do words of wisdom. Do, I, do not say ins and outs. Well, why? You don't like ins and outs? No, it's stupid. It's not, though. It, it created my radio comedy, really. And people knew me for that. No, it's stupid. No, we got to change it to uh, suck. No, no. Kill. Uh, player of the week is like a rap. Like, I had a good one. Player of the week was a rap rapper who shot himself or got shot and still performed. And I had like an ESPN introduction music. Like, this for college? Like, you know, like the Monday Night Countdown, like how they had like the top plays. Sure. I do that in the background. And I talk about a rapper who got shot, then performed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then he'd be the rap player of the week. Do you have the video? No. Somebody of the week. Like it was on audio. It was just get the concept. It's like someone who did something good that week, but you kind of like make it fun of it. And like, that's so a good thing. donkey of the day? Not really. Everyone has a donkey of the day. It's just titled different. Do you realize that? Nothing's really original. No. It's all created differently. But... Bro talk, definitely. And words of wisdom, definitely. What else did I have? Positive vibes, ins and outs. Or, uh, something that... Words of wisdom is the positivity thing, I guess. Um, and then bro talk. And then you have your comedy segment talk. Like, for instance, we talk about Seinfeld. He never... We'll talk about this another time. We talked about it last episode a little bit. Seinfeld always thinks of material when he's like... He's never not thinking of bits, even when he's like with his wife and family. Like, it's always about comedy first. Yeah. That's a hard life. I always think like that. You don't even write. He's not doing it on purpose. I have more comedy. No. I know. I think I, that's how my I OCD. I do. I do. I just don't sit down and actually write. Seinfeld. Seinfeld said that he might be on the spectrum a little bit. He yeah. really said that of Aspergers and in like ADHD and anxiety and all that. Well, he's got eight hundred million dollars to take care of it. See, that's a bad motto to think about. Money's not as important as you know health and wealth. You did. I'm just shit. saying. Like why? You, like he's not. Obviously, he's not. He's made it this far in life. But anyway, you're saying people with Asperger's can't be successful because sometimes they're smarter than normal people. No, I'm not saying that, but it's like, why would you say that at 65? You're the richest. You said that a while ago. I just researched it, dipshit. Dipshit. But anyway, Tom Zappia's a hater. How about, how about this hater, hater segment with Tom Zappia? And I'll call somebody out in the news who is hating on someone for bullshit reason. Young Zap. I'm doing Everyone that. should have a segment. I'm going to write it down. Why? You no figure- shit, we want that. I just came up with mine. I'm writing it down. You figure that, oh, yeah, you're really creative writing that down. If you want your own segment, you do it yourself. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm going to do it right now. Instead of not talking the whole mic and getting mad. Are we done? I have a perfect segment for fucking you. Here's a segment for Mike Sweeney. Mr. Repeat. The kid asks me the same question every day since I met him. So ask questions. Are we done? Uh, should I come down? Should I eat something? Wait, do you think I have a food allergy? Do I have food intolerance? No, I tell you I do. What do you think about my mom? What do you think about Joe Sweeney? God, you're, you're you literally you're like my you're you're ten times worse than my dad. I could tell he didn't get laid yet, and that's bad because he's still bitter. You can't be worse than my if dad. If he gets if he's getting constant ass right now and acting this bitter, still you cannot. He's an angry, miserable person. You can't be worse than my he dad. Better get some when it comes to asking questions. He you hasn't can't got be laid yet. I could tell. You cannot be worse. Hopefully, than he gets dad. nicer when he gets laid. Sweeney so has to point it back at to me because the kid, kid, the kid can't fucking go out and get four thousand Tinder whores that are waiting for him. He has to just sit bitter and bitch at me and ask me forty five questions and be a fucking loser. Good. I hope you have chlamydia. Not that you could because you haven't had sex. You suck. We're done. This sucks. I'm getting food. We welcome the newest sponsor of the podcast, Fleshlight. Fleshlight is the number one male sex toy in the world with its soft, real feel insert patented to be so lifelike that many have proclaimed it feels better than the real thing. While there is no substitute for a real woman, amazing inner textures and over 100 possible combinations to choose from, we all have to work a little harder to keep up. Fleshlights offer an adjustable cap to control the desired suction level you prefer, as well as a channeled sleeve. 
able to stretch in order to accommodate the repeated discomfort of your girth. Easy to clean and durable, Fleshlight is your number one choice brand for male sex toys. Fleshlight also offers flesh skins, sleeves, anal toys, and accessories, including lube, mounts, cases, sleeve warmers, vibrators, and more. For more information, search Fleshlight on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, or visit www.fleshlight.com. This is the Keep It Basin Podcast. Follow us on YouTube, subscribe to us, also on SoundCloud, Spotify, iTunes Music, Laughable, and wherever else you could listen to us and view us. Thank you for tuning in. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Stealth Mode Motorsports. Stealth Mode Motorsports, sir. It's a fucking read-through. What am I supposed to be... Act interested. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Stealth Mode Motorsports. Yeah. Stealth Mode Motorsports serves worldwide motorcycle enthusiasts, racers, Dale Earnhardt Jr., and custom builders with the highest quality quality OEM parts for Honda, Yamaha, Suzuki, Kawasaki, and Ducati, super sport motorcycle models. We buy and sell used motorcycles as well. Based out of Charlotte, North Carolina, StealthModeBikes.com, also on Facebook and Instagram at Stealth Mode Motorsports. Need an engine for a car? We supply engines to race teams all over the world. Lay your bike down and don't want to pay dealer pricing? Contact us for a fraction of dealer prices. Specializing in Yamaha R1 and R6, GSXR 650,000, ZX6R, ZX10R, and CBR 1000RR late model years. All current inventory can be found on our eBay store at ebay.com slash str slash stealth mode motorsports. Check them out. What do you want to do? You want to go to the Shipbag Comedy Show and then maybe try to roll through stress? Guys, follow your dreams and listen to Keep It Basement Rate Subscribe. Thanks, guys. Peace. Just masturbate if all else fails. Peace. Get a job in California. You don't like it? Fuck it. You get on a plane, fly home. That's it. Take a chance. Four minutes at the comedy club in New Brunswick. Four minutes. Might turn into a spot on a Jimmy Kimball Tonight Show. You never know. You got to try it. You just can't stay on a safe route because then you're going to end up being kind of bitter when you get older. That you didn't take no chances. That's it. That's my view on things.